to another daily walk. So today I actually want to spend some time talking about what is a Christian. Um, and this kind of comes from a discussion I've been having back and forth in the comments from a person on one of my other videos. And uh, what the person, what, just some of the things that the person was trying to say, basically, um, basically saying, well, this is, you know, this is the Christian view and blah, blah, blah. And everything seemed to come from a Jehovah's Witness point of view. And so I said, you know, it sounds like you either are or were a Jehovah's Witness. And he comes back and says that, no, uh, no, I'm not. I'm not a pro-Jehovah's Witness either. So what, the only thing I can conclude is that the person has gotten what they look at as Christianity from the Jehovah's Witness point of view. Um, and what I wanted to address with that is that just because a person comes out and says, I'm a Christian, doesn't mean they are. And uh, what he said, and what I said is, is I encountered all the various specific Jehovah's Witness attacks because basically it was kind of like a, sort of like a straw man argument. He just didn't know any better um, saying that, well, you know, Christians say only 144,000 going to be saved. Like, no, Jehovah's Witnesses believe there's only 144,000 people going to be saved. And that's this curious thing. Let's look at that. Um, first and foremost, that comes from Revelation. Um, and again, on these daily walks, I don't have every verse in my head right now. Uh, but it comes from Revelation about midway through the book. And what you see is you see a picture of, uh, you see a picture in heaven and there are 12,000 people from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. And what that, uh, what the Jehovah's Witnesses take that verse as meaning is that there will only be 144,000 people saved. Now, some people will say there will, of all of the people, there will be all sorts of other people, and among those, there will only be 144,000 Jewish people saved among everybody. Um, but that, even of itself, is, is a difficult part to say. The, the point is, is that is that the Jehovah's Witnesses have taken that verse and suggest that that is the number of people that will be saved. Now, the more curious thing um, is that there are 109,000 Jehovah's Witness churches in the world. And, of course, the Jehovah's Witnesses come knocking on your door in groups of two. So it raises this fascinating thing. It's like, okay, according to your scriptures, only 144,000 will be saved. Well, there's 109,000 churches. That means that each church is sending on average one person. Is it you or is it you? <laughs> I mean, that's a great counter you can have to that viewpoint. Um, but anyway, what this gentleman had said in my comments is, he said, well, they say they're Christians, so I'm going to take them at their word. And I'm like, no, we can't do that. Um, because I can sit here and say I'm an atheist, and that guy proposes to be an atheist. I said, I could say I'm an atheist, but if I go out and say, well, I'm an atheist, but, you know, God made this tree over here, well, you look at that and go, well, no, 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 you can't do that. You can't say you're an atheist, but there's a God that made this tree behind me. Um, you don't have that option, is what he would probably say. And the reality is that is the exact argument I'm talking about. Just because a person says, I'm a Christian, doesn't mean you are a Christian. There are a whole lot of people who are deceived, okay? And in fact, James mentions this, uh, latter part of chapter 1. Any man who looks at his face in the mirror, and once he has gone away, he's immediately forgotten the type of person he was. 
Okay, this is a deceived person. He doesn't know what it is. He is self-deceived. He thinks he may be saved. So what can cause a person to think that they're saved? Well, one thing is if you're growing up in a Christian family and you always have gone to church and so it's the habit that you go to church and you don't even really have a reason why you go to church, that's a person who's probably not saved. Unless you come to this point in your life when you realize the depth of your sin and recognize your inability to overcome it and hand it all off to God accepting his sacrifice, that is the point in time when a corrupt person can be saved. And you can intellectually have a knowledge of that without having the heart. And that is the heart is what is at the matter here. So just because these groups go around and say we're Christians doesn't mean that they are. In fact, I'm under a belief that a lot of your a lot of your modern churchgoers haven't a clue what Christianity is. There are going to churches that are clearly more focused on business plans, clearly more focused on numbers, clearly more focused on growth strategies than they are on the gospel. And when that's the case, when you have an entire church of people who don't know any better, they don't read their scriptures, they don't spend any significant amount of time praying, and their only exposure that they have is coming to church on Sunday, which is more often more about entertainment than it is about growing in Christ, then we have a situation where we don't have saved people. And so this is what raises some issues where, uh, for example, one person that that I had mentored, um, he kind of had an interesting background because his mother was one of these, or his grandmother, excuse me, was one of these these over-religious zealots. Um, and, And his mother was a person that said she was a Christian, but didn't have any marks, traits, characteristics, knowledge of scripture or anything, just on the surface of of having a Bible and every once in a while showing up at a church service, there was no Christian part in their life. Well, this, this, uh, this gal, she's at school one day, of course, she's not believing any of this stuff because she sees on one hand, this, this complete nothing words, I'm a believer, but I'm not. And then on the other hand, this overzealous grandmother, well, She's looking at this going, I just don't really believe this. And so she believes her own whatever things. And that was okay. Well, one day she's at school and grandmother comes into her house because grandmother actually owned the house. And grandmother comes into the house. She has a key. And she throws away. Uh, this girl had a collection of like, fairies and angels and dragons. Just, you know, fantasy stuff. Harmless fantasy stuff. I mean, if you're bowing down to them, we might have an issue. But... I had a little cool fantasy collection when I was a kid, and it was just, I liked it. It was just an enjoyable thing I had. Um, Grandmother came in and threw away all that kind of stuff, calling it of the devil, and then tried to drag the girl off to some save-me cult. And that is, by the way, kind of what's at the heart of that new California law. People saying, they're trying to ban Bibles. No, they're not. Read a little bit more into it. Um, But... uh, This person, because of that action and behavior of those supposed Christians, would not have any conversation. After about five years, I was the only person, and remain to this day, the only person that can talk about God to that person. And believe it or not, I don't bring it up on a regular basis. She knows where I stand. She can ask questions if she wants, and she's asked a lot of questions. But the thing is, is that there's a lot of people that are so deceived they, they follow their Christian leader, and unfortunately their Christian leader may be some 
televangelist fruit loop that has no concept of what Christianity is. They're in for it for the money, man. Send us your seed money. I just so much love to send these guys a letter saying, God, I, I really, sir, want God to bless you this month. Please send me a million dollars. And I promise when you do, God is by faith going to send you 10 million next month. I mean, come on. Um, that's the problem is that there's a whole lot of people supposing to be Christians polluting the landscape of what Christianity actually is. So what does it mean to be a Christian? Well, first and foremost, as I said earlier, the gospel is that we have an incurable human condition. Okay, I'm in the middle of reading this Lucifer Principle book, and the Lucifer Principle book, it's it's so silly because every single point the guy is making is exactly the human condition. The very thing the scripture speaks to say, this is what we are. Congratulations. And I was having a conversation with somebody last night, and he's like, you know, we just need more education. All of a sudden I said, no, we don't. Guys, we over-educate our kids about the dangers of drugs, and still kids fall into drugs. We exhort them on the dangers of all sorts of things, and they still do it, because we are not academic beings. We are emotional beings. We are, as James says again, we are carried away by our own lusts, and once lust conceives, it gives birth to sin. Once sin is accomplished, it brings forth death. That is by nature who we are in our natural man. Only when you come to that point to recognize this is not just the human race, this is me, and I'm powerless to do anything about it. And then you recognize that every ounce of that, from the tiniest little bit to the hugest bit, from the people who show you your favorite finger in the car to the murderers, every sin separates us from God, and we are unable to do anything about it. Enter Jesus Christ, who is fully God and fully man, tempted in all ways like we are, only he was perfect. He bridges that gap. He stands in the gap, so allowing us to cross from our sinful nature to God, his blood a covering for our sin. When we recognize that and put our faith in that, God transforms our heart so we are able to do what is right. We are able to do what is wrong. But that's not the end of it. The mark of a Christian, love, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, self-control. I missed a few. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Those are the fruit of the Spirit. Those types of things are going to be manifest in the life of a Christian. Another mark, definitive mark of a Christian, they're going too long. Uh, Psalm 52 I think I have that wrong. Um, I think it's Psalm 52. It says, As the deer pants for water, my God, so my soul pants for you. When that is the condition of our heart, that is the condition of our expression where, where we long to, ex to just immerse ourselves in the Word of God, learning what He is and how we can overcome our sinful nature. That is a Christian. It's not a guy that says, I'm a Christian because I follow Joe Blow. I'm a Christian because I come from this church. I'm a Christian because I always attended church. I'm a Christian because I like listening to this pastor. Those things don't save you. 
Only when you place your faith in that. And then the mark of that is that hungering and that thirsting, that longing for the Word of God. So just because a person stands there and says, I'm a believer, doesn't mean they are. Are you putting your faith in Christ? Do you recognize that ultimately whatever happens to this physical world, this physical body, it doesn't matter because God is in control. That's the, the Christian. It's that, it's that spirit of comfort, that spirit of peace. Not that we don't struggle. There's a whole lot in the scripture about struggle. But at the end of the day, do we recognize, do we long for the word of God? Do we long to be who we are to be in Christ? That's what a Christian is. It's not a guy who simply says, hey, I'm a Christian. Because we, our world is full of those people. And they don't necessarily follow the teachings of Christ. At its core, a Christian follows the teachings of Christ. That's it. That's my thoughts. What do you think? Do you know for a fact you're saved? Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.